Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world, all alone. God takes your soul. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a live edition of Way in Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. Hopefully, Cuervo will join us in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to go 30 minutes tonight, around 30 minutes. Something has come up, but we're going to do the show anyway, but we're not going to be able to go the two hours for a regular hour and a half. So we're going to get going right now and discuss the the four playoff games this weekend. Phenomenal games, by the way. And also touch on the national championship game tomorrow night, Oregon versus Ohio State. Not a matchup that I ever thought would be happening once we started this season, but but here we are. One one thing I'll, I'll add about the national championship game, the ticket prices are dirt cheap. If you want to go to a championship game, this is where you will where you will love to go. And so I think you can get a ticket for about five hundred bucks. You'll probably get it for about two hundred at kickoff. And if you look at the Auburn Oregon game back in two thousand eleven when they played the ticket prices averaged around $5,500 per ticket. And that's not every ticket. That's just you take all the ticket prices that were sold through StubHub, through other brokers, and you average them all together. And LSU, Notre Dame, or LSU, Bama, and Alabama, Notre Dame were the other two in the top three. So Cuervo made a, made a statement about this game. If – if an SEC team didn't get in it, what would happen? And, and he was dead on. I mean, the ticket prices are are up or down, excuse me, from what what we thought. Because when we when we talked about this in the in the summertime when we were discussing the ticket prices of these matchups, we were talking in the thousands and thousands of dollars. But just to let y'all know, if you want to go to the game, you can go tomorrow night for dirt cheap. And I think we have the couch potato with us. I'm trying to get him on right quick. He lives over there close to Dallas, so I know he can get to the game. Uh, Sonny, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here, but I'm not. You couldn't get me over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, th- I thought you'd be the first one to go. Listen, parking, the minimum parking, and that gets you about an eighth, eighth of a mile away from the place is 50 bucks minimum. So... Well, ticket prices are, are very manageable. I mean, tell me, tell me why is it Ohio State and Oregon fans they they can't afford to make that trip again? Because I mean, for two weeks in a row, you're you're making some some very expensive trips. One to to Pasadena and out of Dallas, and and if you're Ohio State, your fan base traveled to New Orleans, now to Dallas. I mean, how expensive would this be for a family, just a regular family, Sonny, to take a trip and make both games? That's why that's why families don't go. I mean, really, you need to be a diehard fan before you're walking into a bowl anyway because even the lowest price tickets got a pretty good price tag on them. And, and no offense to young kids and stuff, man. I, you know, they got to really, really have knowledge of the game before I take the money that it takes to take them to one of those kinds of games. A regular season game, all different, but... Yeah, uh, it, it, the money is still just it, – it's still even high, even though they're reasonable. Yeah, well, Sonny, let, let's waste no time and, and get into what we came here tonight for. We're only going to be going about 30 minutes tonight. But let's start with the Dallas-Green Bay game. And I know you hate the Cowboys, but 
After the call, Des Bryant, they, they ruled it a catch down, what, near the two or one yard line. They reversed mm-hmm. it. They they challenged it, and it's incomplete. What do you think about that call? It's a great call. It's a great call, and in fact, um, I put the picture of one of the reasons why. you got to control it all the way through the catch, and even though you know his hands were not on the ball at one point, and there was a game earlier, like in the last month or so, where the same thing happened, and then it came out as a touchback for the other team. So either way, even if they called it that way, if they said he lost control of the ball, he lost it out. They're lucky they didn't turn that over in reality, it, you know, even though that probably would have been better was the 20-yard line. But still, it's, it, it, in fact, I thought if they were going to call it a catch, it, you know, that would have been a turn. It would have actually been a touchback because the ball went out of bounds at, at the same time because he did not have full control over it. I'm not. I'm not here to fight the battle. There's a lot of people right now, especially in Dallas. I've been watching this. People are all mad because you know they didn't get that call, and it's really simple. The ball was out of his hands at one point after he hit the ground. When he hit the ground, the ground caused the ball to go up out of his hands. The ball's incomplete. It's a simple call. Well, well, there's some argument going on, and, and, and I don't believe this, but that he made a football move, which at that time would make him like a running back, and the ground can't cause the fumble, but momentum carrying you forward is not a football move, is it? No, I, that's, you know, in, unless they're talking about a football move, I, I always thought a football move was more than the first two feet down. And then the move would be the third step, and it has to be a completed step. That was my understanding of the rules. What my always been my understanding of the rules. So I'm, you know, it, it it wasn't a football move. It was an incomplete pass, or at worst, if they want to call it incomplete, he had no control over it, and it would go out to the twenty. Either way, Des Bryant didn't catch the ball. Now, did the Dallas Cowboys play a good football game? I'm gonna tell you that right now. In, in fact, next year, folks better be watching for this football team. They 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 proved something to me, and I hate this football team with all my heart. But they proved something to me this year. They didn't lose this game by twenty twenty one. You know the way they always do in the playoffs. They actually kept it close. So that tells me they are stepping in the right direction, and they're looking good. And all hey, and let's let's just give the devil his due. Jerry Jones has done a great job this year, and he's done a great job with that offensive line, which is where you need to actually start, especially when you have a quarterback like Romo. No, definitely. The offensive line is is so young, they're going to get better and better. But but in Aaron Rodgers today, I mean, I watched this guy play through pain and everything. Some of the throws he was making, the laser beam throws, I mean, did he solidify himself today as the best quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely, without question. I mean, I mean, he got the win. I mean, and it, it's all about win, baby, win. I mean, just ask the Raiders. I mean, and they got the W, and a lot of the reason why they got the W, well, 90% of the reason why they got the W is because of what Aaron Rodgers could do with the ball. He threw some lasers out there that I didn't think he would be able to throw today. Yeah, very impressed with his poise, and, and when it started going bad, he. He just kept making play after play. But Adams for Green Bay, seven receptions. It seemed like every ball he caught was huge, 117 yards, a touchdown, that big 46-yard reception. Cobb with some big plays, eight receptions, 116 yards. I mean, he has some weapons to throw to. But but if you look at it, Eddie Lacy with 100 yards on the ground. I mean, how do you stop an offense that can run the ball 
and with all these weapons with a quarterback like this, this is going to be an interesting matchup when we go to Seattle next weekend to Absolutely. see Green Bay play Seattle. I'm going to have to look into more of that right now, just off the top of my head. Right now, I think Seattle has the best team, but the only thing is is that if the Packers are going to have a chance in that, that defense better show up just a little bit better than it did today against the Cowboys. Yeah, and Seattle opened up a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And remember, early in the season, the season opener, 36-16, to 16, Seattle beat Green Bay there. I mean, and 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 I and I know we'll preview these games. That's an exciting one coming up. But but the Cowboys fit nation out there, I know you're sad and everything, but like Sonny said, you you're back. I mean you're 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 just a play away really from being in the NFC championship game. You're the only team yep. that went to Seattle really of relevance and beat them, so next year could be huge for Dallas. So looking at the draft real quick, how do, where do they go in the draft? Do they keep trying to, to get better on the the lines or do they go out and get some skill position players? Well, if they don't go offensive line, Tarvin, they'll go defensive line. Um, take away from that, or, or maybe somewhere in the secondary. Um, but I will tell you, you know, your defense obviously can be coached. I mean, when they went into this season, Tarvin, I think you agreed with me 100%. The downfall of this football team was going to be their defense. And that just wasn't the case this year. They got the best out of they uh, the best they could out of what they had. So they might need to make some moves, yes. But at the same time, if you want to continue what you're doing with Tony Romo and him be your quarterback for the next four years, I, I don't even care. Offensive line, D- Dallas Cowboys, and and then figure out what you're going to do in the secondary because that has worked. And Jerry Jones, you know, he can take full credit for that because he deserves it. And, Sonny, you're exactly right. Our, our final game of today on Sunday, Indianapolis went to Denver, and, and I picked Indianapolis to win this game on Wednesday night. I did, too. Just because yep. something was wrong with Denver. You know, just they haven't yep. been playing right. Peyton's hurt. Something's going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is, but how bad did Denver look today? I mean, you have to feel bad for Peyton Manning. I don't feel bad for Peyton Manning. And the reason why I don't feel bad for Peyton Manning is is that he got everything he wanted this year, and they didn't get the job done. And it wasn't because of the defense. It wasn't because of the secondary. It this was this was on Peyton Manning this year uh, uh, in this game especially. That, that also that fumble, you know, that's on Peyton Manning, and and he will take full responsibility for it, which he should. And guess what? It will be the right thing to say, but the simple fact of the matter is, in that game, it was Peyton Manning not getting the job done. And just what it, it, whether it's injuries, and Quavo brought this up earlier uh, today, Tarvin, in our show that we did in the pregame show. They're talking about the thigh injury. I wonder if that's a cover-up. Maybe there is uh, something wrong with the neck, and they're just not putting it out there publicly. You know, the, believe it or not, the, the thigh and the neck probably have a lot to do with each other, believe it or not. I, I think there's there's a connection there, and they're using the thigh as an excuse. Listen for a little chatter about, you know, some, you know, them worried about his neck in the off season, and if there is, you know, that's what really the problem was. Yeah, and if you look at his numbers today at home, two hundred eleven yards, twenty six of forty six. I mean, four yards of completion, a touchdown, no picks. But he was running for his life a lot today. But he got sacked twice. Yep. It just didn't look like Peyton Manning to me. And you know, in the playoffs. Peyton Manning is known to to choke games, and he does have one Super Bowl. He should have more than that. But is this his last year? Do you think he comes back? 
uh, after this because I don't know if they can they can win a Super Bowl anymore. I thought this was the year they had a chance to. Well, I, I don't know if they can win it or not either, Tarvin. Um, but I will tell you, they don't have a chance with anybody else. Who else are they going to get at the quarterback position? Now we start talking, just like uh, Cuervo said, if you're going to get rid of Peyton Manning, who are you going to get? And, you know, when you have Peyton Manning, you know, you got everything that you need to move forward to be a good football team. But when this game was started, you know, the the problem was with Peyton Manning is, is that he doesn't get the job done in the playoffs. I mean, his record is not great in the playoffs. There's a reason why. I don't know what it is. You know, I, I but it was sure in the heck, I mean, they have to, they went out, they got Tlaib, they went out and got DeMarcus Ware, um, TJ Ward. I mean, under Jack Del Rio, that defense, well, that was enough to win the football game for him today. Offensively, they didn't get the job done. And to talk about the drops, Sonny. I mean, you saw in the first half, yep. how many drop passes could you yep. see that really could have got Peyton Manning and that offense going, but a few drop passes in a row, and the confidence starts going into the paint. Yep. And the, and you know what? Once those balls are dropped out there, Tarvin, the, the little thing that comes back in the back of his mind before this game started, I'm 11-12 and 12 in, as a starter in the postseason. That, those numbers start creeping up in the back of his head. You know, oh my God! You know, I got to get away from this. I got now. He is 11 and 13, so he's got two years to break 500 in the playoffs. You know, yeah, I I don't know. I don't even see that. So, you know, we can go back to the fact that he is a really good regular season quarterback, and any team would be happy to have him. But depending on what you want to do as far as the playoffs are concerned, I'm not sure. I you know, I don't want to say that that Man- Manning's washed up. I'll say they'll make the playoffs. But you know, they're they're almost like I was feeling about the Patriots two years ago. They just can't get the job done. That's exactly what I look at Peyton Manning right now. They're just not getting the job done. And and it probably has something to do with the injury. I bet we hear those little whispers about his neck and all that, uh, you know, here in the off season. Yeah, let's credit Andrew Luck, a younger Peyton Manning version. He'll be going up against Tom Brady and Foxborough. And let's go to that game real quick yesterday. The, to me, the best game in the playoffs. Uh, Flacco looked phenomenal. Flacco looked phenomenal yesterday. Brady was phenomenal. I mean, that game was. I mean, that that was to go to the Super Bowl to me. I mean, the winner of that game was going to make it to Instant the Super Bowl. Classic. But, oh, it was. I mean, if you look at look at the Patriots down fourteen. They tied it at fourteen. Baltimore gets another couple touchdowns at twenty eight to fourteen. No panic in, in New England and Tom Brady. So so Sonny, the controversial call in this game. Was a was a receiver that lined up as an ineligible receiver, I guess, and, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I did hear him announce it. I know some people said they didn't hear it. They did announce it, but they Tom Brady snapped the ball just real quick after they made the announcement. Is this kind of bush league? Is this cheating? Is this a loophole they found? What what was this play? Well, I'll tell you what I said this morning on my show. All right, when I when when I look at that play and how Bill Belichick does things, it reminds me of a baseball game where everybody's out the mound talking to the pitcher and they give the ball to the first baseman, put it in his glove, and let the lead guy get off a of first and tag him out. It, it's a it, it's a it's kind of bush league, but guess what? It is within the rules, so you know it, it's kind of hard. But and I hate crap like that. I hate to see that. I don't find that to be you know 
fair. I, I don't know if it's fair, but I just think if you're just going to line up and you are the Patriots, you're going to beat most of the teams that you line up against. You don't need to do that kind of thing. However, you got the job done, and they're sitting right in there in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, Tom Brady at home in Foxborough. We all knew it was the road was through Foxborough. Now, the, the New England is Tom Brady happy that Denver lost, or, or do you think he's worried about a younger Andrew Luck? No, no, I, I bet you, I bet you for a fact that they wanted to see the Broncos. I, I don't think they want to see because here's one of the other things right now, folks. That don't you look at this season? You don't think about Andrew Luck. You think about other quarterbacks, guys. And what he is doing is, is he's writing his legacy right in front of our eyes. He did it against the he did it all season. Then he did it against the Bengals. Now he did it yet again today. Okay. Imagine what happens if he does that to Tom Brady and they're sitting in the uh, Super Bowl and they end up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, we we I'm telling you, I right now I think I think the team to beat is the Seattle Seahawks and the Colts. And and here the Colts don't even have the weapons for me to really even think that. You know, and the other side's got Gronk. The other side, but this team is getting the job done and they're getting the job done. You know, well, I mean, Cuervo, Cuervo said, you know, obviously you go the Denver Broncos. He was almost shocked I picked the, the Colts this morning. But there's just something about this team. There's something about Andrew Luck. It's a coming of age right in front of our faces, and everybody, you know, you'll love the fact that you actually watched it if you actually do. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, I've made excuses for Cam Newton, you know, about, oh, the weapons he doesn't have or you know, at least he has a defense, a running game, and a and, and a great receiver. I know he's a rookie, but Andrew Luck, you're right. He doesn't have anything around him. And yet yep. this team is is in the AFC Championship. That's called uh, a quarterback, an elite quarterback. That's what Andrew Luck is. And, and let's yep. move on to the Carolina-Seattle game. If it didn't, I thought it would be closer, Sunday than, than what it was. But you were right. In the second half, Seattle turned it on a little bit. The Cam Newton... He had he showed signs of, of of being a real good quarterback in that game, and then I, I just think the defense of Seattle baited him into a couple of boneheaded decisions, oh, yeah. and, and I think mm-hmm. Cam Newton's going to have to mature a little bit, Sonny, when it comes to that in order to win a Super Bowl one day. Staring down the wide receivers in that game, I mean, I, I mean, I I don't think I'm the only one that saw it. He was staring down wide receivers in the whole game, and he's got to be able to look and scan the whole field. Yeah, you want to look at your first guy, but you give him a glance. You don't watch him and see if he's actually going to move it. You got to be able to say, well, he's not going to get open and move on. He's got to go through his reads a lot faster, and he's got to get rid of the ball faster. If you noticed in that game, Cam was behind. I mean, it, the timing of his passes were not good. The passes were behind his players or too far in front of him. It was hardly any passes that he made that went right to his receiver. The receiver had to make a move in order to get to the ball. He's got to get better with his accuracy. Yeah, he does. And, and you know, but, but, but at times he, you know, that's the thing. Last night he was like, wow, what a great throw. It's a third option in, in, the, yep. in, his, in his progression he hit. And then the next play had come out for a pick. And he, he did get away with one, Sonny, that was ruled an incompletion. And that was, but still, it was a pick. To me, I mean, he, he shouldn't have threw that. He shouldn't have. He should not have thrown the ball the way he did. And, and you know what? Going on the road again. This, this is not the Saints or the Falcons defense. This is a Seattle right. Seahawks. These guys right. are probably going to make the Super Bowl. I mean, and, and you just can't yep. do it. But but how how good is this for Cam Newton in Carolina to be able to see? You know, it was a step last year. They won their division. 
they lost the first playoff game. This year they actually won a playoff game, and they got to go on the road against Seattle. So next year coming back, what does Carolina need to do to, to get over the hump, really? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they need a new head coach. I, you know, and last year was a good example of uh, of a guy catching fire, winning eight in a row. And next year they did the five in a row, ended up six to get to to um, Seattle. You know, and, and they had to win those six games, you know, those five games at the end in order to not even break it fifty 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 on the record. <laughs> I you know I I'm I'm sorry is you know yeah granted they made it to the playoffs hey wonderful but at the same time if any of those teams in that division had any talent they wouldn't have made the playoffs so somewhere there's a problem and you know if you're a team that has to go win eight in a row or five in a row in order to make the playoffs not just to go in and you know, you, you got to win just to make the playoffs to win five in a row. Something's got to be done earlier in the season, and that comes from coaching, whether it's the players not being coached or the coaches not coaching the players. There's something going on, and it all comes down to coaching. It happens within the first six weeks of the season. You see how good your coaches are, and I think that's what it means. And whether it's – I don't know if it's the head guy or the other ones, but something's got to change as far as coaching. Well, I think Mike Mike Shula was fired, I thought, but I I think – Carolina needs a new offensive coordinator. I, I just think they need someone that can utilize Cam and call the right plays and, and to be able to keep him healthy, you know, run the ball at the right times and just to be able to get a rhythm. Look at Chip Kelly at Philadelphia. That's what I want to see Cam Newton in. I think the running backs for Carolina and what they can do with Cam Newton I think would be a perfect, you know, offense for them. Right now they just don't look like they they have an identity to me. The defense is real good, though. So, Tarvin, Cam Newton looked like a flat, a flat-footed quarterback in that football game. He, this year, he he he's bound and determined to be that pocket passer, which is everybody. But when he does it, he's flat-footed. He's not up on his toes, and I it was so noticeable, especially in that game. This guy, even if he wanted to take off, he was so flat-footed he couldn't. To whereas if he's on his toes getting ready to do something, then he could take off. But, man, it just looked off. Cam Newton looks awkward right now in the pocket with the flat feet, not up on his toes, not looking like he's ready to run or something. It just looks weird. Well, you got to remember, he, he had surgery on his ankle, he had broke ribs, and he had that car wreck about three, four weeks yep. ago. And yep. maybe it's just something like that. But I think next year he's going to get his – He's going to get paid. We know that. Somebody's going to pay him a large amount of money to come back. And after that, we, we he has to put up now. I mean, this is his last shot, really. We'll see. I think Carolina, if he stays, they're going to do some things. They need to get him some protection. They need to get him some weapons. Absolutely. The defense looks good. Yep. The defense looks fine. One of the best I've seen in the NFL. And I, I think they, I think with a new head coach and, and some adjustments, they could be another playoff team. And, and I, don't I think know your franchise tag yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to be able to go on the road and beat Seattle next year, but I mean, it's it's getting close. Hey, they have to franchise tag Cam Newton, and the reason why is they put up too much money for Cam Newton. They're stuck with him, and if he's a dud, I'm telling you right now, Carolina would be making a big mistake by giving this guy the big contract. They need to franchise tag him. And same thing with Des Bryant. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give this guy the big money to save his life. These are, you know, these are the guys you got to make sure that if you, 
he's still going to be t- paid top five at his position. So he's going to make, you know, what's probably $16, $17 million. Franchise tag him, and in case he sucks, you can dump him along with the coaching staff. Yep, Sonny, it's some interesting news real quick. In the NFL, Rex Ryan is the new head coach of Buffalo. Kind of surprised me a little bit. What about you? I think it's the worst possible move that the Buffalo Bills could do. What did he do in New York? Oh, he had two good seasons with with Sanchez. He did not even finish with a 500 record as a head coach of that football team. Oh, but, yeah, he's the right answer. This is dumb. Now, their defense is going to be hot and heavy. What are you going to do? You think, obviously, March, if they hired Mark Tressman, oh, good God almighty, this this could get ugly. This is the worst move for the Buffalo Bills. Wrong pick. I don't care, you know, oh, he's in the same division. He knows the Jets. Well, you know what? He didn't win against his own division as a Jet head coach. What makes him think he's going to do any better as the head coach with the Bills? Bad move. Bad move. He should have went to San Francisco. I thought Atlanta would have been a good job for him. Or Atlanta. They have a quarterback in place. They have the offense. He could make that defense better in that division. He's got a lot better chance to win the NFC South than he does the AFC. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I don't get it. I don't know what the Buffalo Bills are thinking. I uh, you know you, you get some you know the, the, he's just uh, it's just not the right move. I talked about this one. I just I'm flabbergasted when that rumor was flying around, sitting here going they're going to offer it. I'm like that is the dumbest move they could possibly do. I mean hell, the last time anybody had any success against remember the Patriots have won this division every year except 2008 when the when the Miami Dolphins won that division back in 2008 ever. Since since 2003, it's all Patriots. What makes them think that they're going to be able to do anything? Look at who's quarterbacking that football team. They're in a mess, and it's going to be the same situation as it is with the Jets. What was the coach's name for Buffalo that got fired? Mer- uh, Buffalo, no, he quit. Marone. Oh, he qu- he Marone, quit. He, he, yeah, his contract called for him to get paid. Get this, Tarvin, $4 million bucks. Not even the coach. He, if he decides that he wanted to go out, he had an option to take the $4 million and run and sign with another football team, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to go to the Jets, get paid $4 <laughs> million there, possibly too. $8 million bucks to coach this year, or $4 million just to sit on his fat ass at home and watch football. Hey, what a life. That's a Nick Saban contract right there. Almost. Hey. Do what you want to do, you know? Because of new ownership. At the time that they hired him, he was worried about new ownership not liking him and and not him being able to do. So they gave him the option to either stay or go, and everybody's on his butt about doing it. But it was in his contract. Leave the guy alone. He made the smart financial move, and if that was any football player, they would have done the same thing. Set a home for $4 million. Jeez. I don't even wow. want to hear it. That's a great move. That's business, baby. I wish I could make $8 million and sit at home. I, would, I, I wish I could make $8 million and work my fingers at the bone. I wouldn't care as long as I could make $8 million. But, Sonny, uh, tomorrow night's a big national championship game. We have three minutes left in the show. The national championship game tomorrow night between Oregon and Ohio State. You know, Oregon, a couple players suspended, one of them. Is not a big deal. He didn't get many touches anyway. But the best receiver for Oregon, uh, ineligible for marijuana. I mean, does this hurt Oregon in this game tomorrow night? Urban Meyer's undefeated in the national championship game. Yes, it hurts them, and uh, Ohio State's going to hear, and we're also going to hear about more. Mark my words, more stories coming out of Oregon within the next two years. Mark my word. 
Yeah, I heard you. I heard you say something about that before, and I'm, I'm gonna pay attention to it. But but Urban Meyer, though, to me, the coach he is, I think that took a lot out of him beating Alabama. I think that was an upset where I think Oregon coasted through that game against Florida State. Mariota, I think this is Oregon's last year uh, for a chance to win a national championship for a while. I agree. I think if they don't get it, it it's going to be trouble losing Mariota. But I'm going to go with Oregon, Sonny, in this game just because I just think at the end of the day, the fourth quarter, I think Oregon will wear them down. It'll be a good game. I, I think it'll be a great game, but I'm going to go with the Ducks, man. Check with Cuervo. I think he wants to do a pregame show right before the game. Check with Cuervo. You guys might be up and going. I, unfortunately, cannot be there for the pregame. I'm actually only going to get home around halftime. So there you go. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, Wednesday night, for sure, we'll do a show at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Sonia's going to join us and Jason. And then we're going to talk about the, the college football game. We'll recap it. We'll also preview the AFC Championship and the NFC. Are you ready to make a prediction yet, Sonny, on the AFC and NFC Championship game? Yes. Well, I, I know what team I'm picking. I, and I'm picking Seattle. I'm picking the Colts. So I'll give you my reasons later. All right. So uh, I can't go against Tom Brady. Um, I know. It's tough, I isn't can't. it? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is. I, I want to go with Seattle and New England. I may change my mind, but, but we'll see. Does Seattle do the same thing to New England as they did to Denver last year? Good That's question. a good question. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, join us Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Sunday. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, have a great awesome. week. You too. Take All care. Right. All right. You too. We'll see you Wednesday night, bud. Yep. Bye-bye.